welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about how to betray your brand new boyfriend in the worst possible way. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover Fate of the Jedi Book 8, Ascension, chapters 37 through 40. We are almost done. Our how manyth book? 17th. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. This number just, you know, as they do, keeps going <laughs> up and up. As you continue counting, yes. <laughs> but we, you know, which means we're almost done a second series. Mm-hmm. But like to me, I, does it feel like you're coming to the end of the series? I don't, I feel like we don't know anything about Abeloth still. She's like the main big bad guy. All yeah. the... The smaller background bad guys of like the the moths, like the secret bad guy club, mm-hmm. the government thing, they're now overthrown by the end of the book. Yeah, like Dahl has taken over half. Roki Kem has taken over the other half. With, yeah, with Sith to begin with. It's like everything. It the last book is just going to be. Uh, it should just, be titled Star Wars Abeloth. Yeah, and it's going <laughs> to be just crazy everything happening all at once because it's been like i feel like that we're like a book ahead of where we should be yeah as far and, as action and funnily enough i was thinking through reading this i'm like all these books i've been doing this strange thing of like spending a lot of time building up what's what's going to happen or the consequences of of two people butting heads or something like that mm-hmm. like we spend a lot of time Talking about how we're going to overthrow Dala. A lot of time talking about how um, Buatu's been working in the background. A lot of time talking about how the Sith are taking over the government, whatever. But then when these moments come to a head, they're almost instantaneously over. Yeah. The conflict lasts moments compared to all the tension and buildup. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I guess is realistic, right? But when it comes to the book, I just feel, uh, the books, mm-hmm. I feel like we're spending way more time talking about what everybody's doing in the background and, and what could happen. And then when something does happen, it's like over. Yeah. Right? Like, like the chimera is destroyed and then Jags all of a sudden, or sorry, the Pelion's destroyed and then Jag flies through space. He gets a little damaged. And then all of a sudden he's on the chimera. And then like that whole three combined elements of the Imperial forces plotting against each other, all coming together played out in about a half a chapter. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe a chapter and a half. Which is good real estate for a novel, maybe, but that's something we've been talking about for seven books. Yeah, it's it's a lot of behind the scenes, quick, 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 done, and then and then you're left either. There have been long extended or... action sequences, like the the like the whole battle and confrontation on Peter, mm-hmm. where you show up to the whole tribe of was that the fallen Assy or was that somebody else. Either way, you so you show up to the whole tribe, and then there's all this tension, confrontation outside, and there's an epic double battle with resurrection inside and capture, and then escape by betrayal, all kinds of amazing stuff. But there, those big payoffs have kind of been few and far between. Yeah, and then here we are at the end of the eighth book, and I don't know anything about Abeloth still. No, she's continued to be extremely mysterious. And we pick up in that mystery chapter. That was the longest intro ever. Yep. Chapter 37 aboard the Jade shadow where our heroes, Luke, Ben, Jaina, Vistara, and all the Jedi are looking for Abeloth. But this time 
Quote, this time, Abeloth would not be challenged only by Luke Ben Vistara and the Lost Tribe, who'd had their own agenda. She would be opposed, down to the final breath, the last drop of blood of nearly every Jedi in the galaxy. And in that battle, even so ancient and powerful a being as Abeloth could not stand. It had taken betrayal and isolation of the worst sort to cripple the Jedi before. Now, standing as a united front, they would be the victors, Ben was certain. And when they were, they would return to Coruscant and cleanse that world of the Sith infestation. I mean, all right, teenager, but... Yeah, it's a lot of overconfidence going on. <laughs> that, you know, that Jedi hubris, baby. It's a, the Sith yeah. have it, too, in abundance. The Jedi have it in in fits and spurts. Mm-hmm. And maybe some important moments. But, you know, he's like, look how many of us there are. We brought almost the entire Jedi Order to destroy this thing. There's no way we don't win. Win maybe doesn't mean everybody lives. Yeah. But we're going to win. We are going to win. <laughs> yeah, pretty overconfident, but he's not wrong that this is a much different. This is going to be a very different encounter than they've ever had so far. Yeah, they need everybody to they, do it. And they've realized that now through their various run-ins with Abeloth where they have been fooled, dominated, almost burned alive, caged. It's been bad. Yeah. So he's pretty confident. And mm-hmm. then it's all this chapter just turns into all talk of dream singers and lava caves and subterranean hangers. And remember them bugs, psychedelic bugs that the Sith used to test themselves in their rites of passage that Natua Wan was researching in the Jedi Temple a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are at Upexar. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready to go chase down Abeloth because she's definitely here. Why, why, why is she definitely here? Because they've been everywhere else. I don't know. That's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, it's like they've a looked Johnny all Cash over. conclusion. Yeah. All right. I mean, also, I don't want to go into more caves and tunnels. Mm-hmm. It's really cliche for this series by this point. We've done it, I think, almost every book. The last one, too. The last almost every single book. From... <sighs> Wait till we get to the Killick book. From the... <laughs> yeah, that's different, though, if you're telling a story in a contained environment. This series has taken place across dozens of planets, and every time, from Kessel to Keldor to uh, the, uh, the place with the mind talker guys... Oh, God. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what happened in the last book? We uh, we chased Abeloth underground and two books ago with data cables and cameras that never worked out. Yep. We're always going underground, underground, underground. And so let's apply that as a theme to Abeloth. Why? Why is it always underground? Hidden. She's like, is she a, a burrowing predator, like a wolf spider type of thing? Or is she a scared prey animal? I don't... What... It depends on the time of day so far. It depends on how many times she's... I don't she's... think it does. I think maybe she... I think anytime that she seems like prey, she is pretend prey. Yeah. Like a trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, call 911, but not for me. You ever seen that meme? An old man pulls a gun on a yeah. fake robbery thing. Yep. But like, why are we going underground so much? If it's not a reason... That's connected directly to the heart of what Abeloth is. 
then I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Because it's been too much. Yeah, I think the underground thing is it's dark, it's mysterious, it's, but it's unknown. But it's every book. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Enough about that. Fingers crossed for subverting this trope that we've established already across eight books. We cut to Astara don't know that she loves Ben. But she do. Yeah, she's very conflicted about her, what she is at the moment. The upbringing of her Sith life causes a lot of conflict mm-hmm. in her emotions. Imagine that. Abuse makes yeah. it difficult to understand love. She thinks back on their night of positives and negatives. Yep. You know, uh, killed her dad, had a hug. Read, read her diary. Had her diary betrayed, defiled. Also, thinks to herself, oh yeah, that killed my dad thing. That's really messed up. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I'm going to have to deal with that at some point. <laughs> the kid is conflicted. And as she should be. She's a maelstrom of emotions from someone who has killed the high, uh, killed a high lord of, of her religion, murdered her own father, betrayed her entire... What's that called? Culture. Culture. Oh my God. You knew it? (laughs) I did. Wow, dude, we do that. (laughs) All right. Um, And now has become something completely different by uh, assigning herself to the Jedi Order. Yeah. She has no idea who or what she is or what she's supposed to be and what parts of the past still fit with today. And she's a mess. She's a broken mess. But, you know, her and Ben at least have each other. Yeah. In this time. And and these uncertain, emotional, big change times. Like, it's bad enough to be a teenager. Yeah. yeah listen, enough, listen to that list of things I just said. Yeah, there's a, there's enough going on when you're a teenager. And then you have to deal with all that. you didn't too. kill your dad. And, like, the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, almost get killed by, I don't know, a mystery murder machine that's ancient and powerful. All kinds of reasons mm-hmm. for her to be having a hard time. P.S. We're also hunting for ship. Yeah. (laughs) And we cut to the Jedi talking about ship and Sith and all things bad. And we're heading into an abandoned ancient Sith city. Not bad. That won't be another bad thing. This won't be at all a trap. No. But above ground. Like the other ones weren't. I guess one of them had guard dogs. Yeah. And then one of them had seemingly nothing. But guaranteed people watching from the shadows. Yeah. We've been there before. We know there's like the hundred Sith or something like that. Yeah, they were just watching. The one Sith, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was the opposite of, of their beliefs. But yeah, they're they're for sure there. Mm-hmm. And now this time, assumedly, according to Luke Skywalker and all the Jedi, third time's a charm. Yeah. We're gonna this is gonna work. The kids get left out, take that solos. It's too dangerous for to start Yep. Too dangerous for Astara. Yep. And you said this earlier, so go ahead and say it again. Yeah. And Luke doesn't want her to come, and his reasoning is not what Vistara thinks. Well, you don't trust me. Which had been all the arguments every other time they went somewhere previous to this moment. Yeah. And now that she's... I can't trust you. We can't bring you somewhere dark. You'll probably betray us. Yeah. And now that she's... She seems committed to going to the light side, and he's going to be the master. He's... That's her... Backwards both times. She is his apprentice. Yeah. She is committed to the Jedi Mm -hmm. Order because her master is the Pope. The Grand Master of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. 
is your master now. Yeah. So yeah, he's not leaving her out out of distrust. No, it's he's worried for her. It's almost rather pity, than about her. It's, it's almost piteous. Almost. Where, where it's like this is just gonna be so emotionally hard for you after everything that you went through. We're gonna leave you out of the ancient city where the dark side power feels the most concentrated. Instead, we're gonna send you guys to go explore the tunnels of psychedelic <laughs> bugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, Ben, and formerly Crazy Jedi. Yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of connection here to like teenage drug rite of passage. Mm-hmm. And maybe even all the way back to like an indigenous sort of thing with more respect and reverence given to it than high school kids in the field. But and he nonetheless, uses that. it's some sort of metaphor. Uh, Luke uses that too. Yeah. He's like, you don't send a, a recovering spice addict to a place where it's being dealt. You just don't do that. No. So that's what he's doing for yeah. her now. It would be cruel. Yeah. And so... I must protect you instead of allowing you to protect yourself. But he's a grandmaster. Ben doesn't like it. No, because he feels the same way Vistara feels, which is the, you know, less enlightened, less wise understanding of the situation. Mm -hmm. Which is what I had before you presented this idea to me. And I enjoy it. Also, Jane is here and she speaks. Alrighty, chapter 38. (laughs) She has like a couple one-liners, right? Yeah. A couple throwaway quips and funny jokes. Chapter 38. Natua Wan is excited to explore Upexar. So, I bet you she dies. Immediate thought, she starts this chapter off going, I'm really excited to be actually going here instead of being in the library doing research for you guys. Yeah, this is so great. You're so dead. You're (laughs) so dead. Has anyone, has any existing character died in this series? Admiral Perova might have been existing. I don't remember her from stuff. Uh, Buatu's alive. To hear he's alive. Nah. Who? A lot of Sith have died. Yeah. Uh, Dion Stad existed from other stuff when he washed out of the Jedi Temple. I don't know if that was in a book or not, but I don't know that guy. Who else is dead? It's been a very low body count. Yeah. Madi, tell it to Madi Vaunt and all the horse people, I guess. By <laughs> <laughs> all the slaves but that may have as died. Far, as far as existing characters. The horn kids are still alive. Everybody's... Oh. Excuse me. Ken, oh. Ken Thammer. Yeah. He has been the one. He has been the one. Yeah. But she starts talking. And I'm like, you're so dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way. There is no way. Whatever's happening in this tunnel, I'm like, I knew it. I'm just like, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. They head into the caves. Natua, Ben and Vistara. And they make their way. Make their way. Until they find a room of writing and discarded lightsabers. And for Vistar, it has a familiar apprentice type, beyond the threshold, test yourself type of chamber. Yeah. She reads the writing on the wall. And it essentially says that, right? Mm-hmm. Leave your weapons and go test yourself. You may choose to leave, but you'll probably be killed. Yeah, ritual suicide or whatever, but there's a lot of abandoned lightsabers from... People, People that, that didn't, didn't come, come back. back to get them. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it's a good time for Ben and Vistar to have a little heart-to-heart moment. And then back into the caves and tunnels, which I'm not at all sick of. But hey, no <laughs> tiny hallucination bugs spraying their gas all over or whatever the hell. That's my 
some some kind of wing dust. That was my like uh, anticipation of what this psychedelic bug thing was going to be. Was that it was going to be like the Sith went into the tunnels and there's like you know bugs in the walls and then they go like like butterfree. Yeah, I was gonna say like a butterfree stun spore. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like they just like silt some powder down onto you and you're like ah. A little bit of Tinkerbell fairy dust kind of deal. Yeah, but. No bugs so far as we head through the tunnels. But we do get groaning and waves of dark side energy. And also, this little fella. Mm-hmm. Well over two meters tall. Its shiny sectioned body, a deep blue-black. The thing gazed down at them with two pairs of glowing red compound eyes. Its mandibles clacked as ooze dripped from them. Lashing behind it were two extensions looking like a double tail. Each one ended in pincers that looked as if they could lop off an arm with no effort. Oh, uh, did I speak too soon? Because <laughs> yeah. I wrote that note and then I read the next paragraph. <laughs> yeah. And here's this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, found a bug. Yes. Not at all what I was picturing. It's six feet tall. That's more like a killick. Yeah. That's what I thought of right away. It's not like a drock. Yeah. Why are the... Why are... Why... Wait a second. Why are we so bug-centric in the Star Wars series right now? You. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a six-foot-tall, double-scorpion-tailed monster. Yeah, and she makes some... Vistar makes some comparison that these are not the centimeter-long... Well, yeah, she recognizes it. Recognizes it as a... I wrote down. Rock scurry. All right. But mutated. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. You know, this thing has been so long in this ancient cavern of evil with the, you know, piling up in concentration of dark side energies over the generations and generations of Sith that come through here for their rites of passage and suffer horrible terror of hallucinations and then also die. (laughs) There's a lot of... Oh, this... Apparently, the dark side energy can turn a small bug into an X-Men bug. Yeah. Over millennia. This thing's huge. And she just knows that. She just recognizes this thing and knows that that's possible. That's very interesting. Guess what? Job one, seeing a six-foot bug, get the hell out. Yeah, that's step <laughs> one. Get out of that tunnel. Yeah, just run. Yeah, why are you here? Why are you staying here? I guess maybe that thing's fast. I don't know. But they don't try to run. Instead, this is something else that she can speak with. Mm-hmm. Just like the Tukata hounds. Mm-hmm. She can speak Sith to it, and it speaks back to her in her mind. And they, well, not they, it wants a bargain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want just wanton violence. It wants to make a deal. In fact, it needs a sacrifice. And oops, Ben's mask fell off. And now he's tripping all the balls. <laughs> yeah. He's standing there semi-comatose. Just seeing like whatever. hand up in the air. Ah! Eyes frozen in terror. Mm-hmm. Mm, it wants a bargain. And Ben's in trouble. And Vistara can talk to the six-foot murder bug. So... And their lightsabers do n- almost nothing to it. Yeah, which reminded me of like the Von Dun... Yeah. crab armor from the Darth Bane stuff like the, the somehow the chitinous shells always just 
the carapace deflects the lightsaber energy better than anything. I guess human flesh ain't shit compared to an exoskeleton, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you think about it like that. Yeah, we're, we're pretty squishy. Yeah. So, you know, the things I just said. It needs a bargain. It wants a bargain. Ben's in trouble. He's freaking out and tripping out because his mask fell off. And Vistara realizes that this thing feeds on terror. And is an ancient evil. Or at least suffused with ancient evil. Yeah. But it feeds on terror. Like Apollos. Get it? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And danger time. Yep. Chapter 39. Someone's going to be bug food. Pretty cool chapter, though. There is some battle in there. I forgot to mention. Yeah. they like The bug shows up, and they're all like, whoa! They turn on their lightsabers, they fight, and then the fracas. Ben gets burned with some spit. Now, 201 gets a... Oh, wait. Maybe that's coming up, because I think I wrote that down. No, that was this one. She gets like a... A chunk chunk bit out of her leg. Yep. Anyways, the thing's very dangerous, and they're not going to beat it, and it wants a bargain. Chapter 39. Luke, Jaina, and almost all the other Jedi, later said to be over 100. There's not a lot in the galaxy. When have you ever seen 100 Jedi march towards an ancient city of evil? Never. No. No. Well, I haven't really read a lot a lot of old Republic books. The, Back when there were armies of Jedi. The closest you get to um, like a mass amount of Jedi that I can like remember is in Clone Wars in the in the movie yeah, Attack of the Clones. And even then, they only have seems like 2 yeah, dozen. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's like 20. Yeah. But this is over 100. There's less Jedi than I thought there was in the galaxy. That's, I thought that too at first at first glance of the number and then I was like no that probably seems about right like considering the Jedi we ever hear about okay we know who all the masters are we know Grandmaster Skywalker we know Leia we know their kids um, the Horn kids and then the Bearable kids it's mostly if you think about the, like the roster of Jedi that we know by name it's Luke Skywalker and family Mm-hmm. Plus the young Jedi Knights from the new Jedi Order, the bat, the the war against the Yuuzhan Vong, where yeah. like a dozen or twenty or so brand new Jedi were created and made into main characters to exist in the world. Before then, it was like, yeah, Luke runs this academy, and there's the the, pe- the people on Osis. What are their names? It's the Solisars with all their body parts, and like. Yep. You know, it's like there was like scattered remnants of Jedi and even having established the Jedi Temple back at Coruscant once again for all these decades, it never really seemed like there was a ton of Jedi running around. Yeah. Come to think of this 100 number. Mm -hmm. It is. You're right. A very limited population. But it should be. It's magic wizards. Yeah. Right. They don't have yeah. to be. Let them be rare. That's fine. <laughs> and also, there's tons of different other like tribes and and uh, um, as we've seen all through the series, yeah. different uh, connections and collections of people who work with the force. Yeah. Various philosophies of the force. Different schools of magic wizards, right? Yeah. But a hundred marching towards the city of dark clouds. Spooky. Mm-hmm. The nope. cloud's not moving either. Nope. Yes, it's a stationary cloud over the city. And they reach the gate, which is in con- or very cons- what? 
very nonchalantly, inconspicuously, just a regular metal door frame. Yeah, it's so inconspicuous that it becomes very conspicuous. conspicuous. Very suspicious. Anyways, they pass through the gate, and then the door slams shut behind them. The sky gets darker. Thunder crashes. Lightning flashes. More spookier. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very oppressive dark side energy coming from the center of the city. So we'll go there. And it turns out it's coming from under the floor. So Luke's going to open it up. Yeah. He's going to do that thing that Ben told him about when Ben found ship on Zyost. And he was like, get your ass yeah, out here. Come to me. Get your Griffin flapjack and whatever. Come come here. Yeah. He tries to command the, the energy and it resists him at first. Whoa. And then he gets angry at it. And he's like, no, now. Yeah. Dad voice. Yeah, exactly. And it comes out. Bang. It's Tola Annex? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll beat up and... A, a Lavender Kashiri Sith with the feeling of all of that momentum of dark side energy suffused into her. Yeah. And Luke comes to the conclusion that Abeloth has been here. <laughs> and she seems to have compressed all of the millennia of ancient dark side energy of this city of Sith who lived and generation and generation oh words Mm -hmm. just you know kept infusing this area more and more with evil yeah it's all been tucked into this little box that we call Tola Annex yeah he's and he's no big deal he's yeah she's not powerful at all nope he's like all right, time to go yeah because it turns out he's wondering coming up to this thing is this is this going to be a trap is it going to be a trick? And it turns out, it's both. Yeah. So, time to retreat, my hundred Jedi. <laughs> yeah, Abeloth turned her into a dark side bomb. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. The whole thing was a trap. Yep. Of course it is. Because you know how badly he wants to find you. So, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put dogs outside just being idiots today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not my dog. Uh, I'm going to put... A stationary swirling superstorm over top of this ancient evil city and put all of the evil energy of this entire planet into a single body so that you cannot miss it. Yeah. <laughs> every, oh, every, also, there's a volcano here. Every other time she's like hiding herself and everyone's hiding and then, let's make a beacon. Yeah. Come and get me. I'm not here. Boom. It's a bomb. <laughs> Got you. And... I mean, that's pretty much what it is, man. Surprise, surprise, you walked into a trap. Lightning, earthquakes, here we go. The volcano is erupting. It's erupting superheated rock foam. Yeah. That's Not weird. Spewing magma up into the sky. This rock is so hot, it instantly like vaporizes? sublimates from solid to like a foam. Yeah, I don't know what like a, state of matter foam is. Like a semi-solid. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, turning into liquid and just casually melting, it bubbles away instantly. And so it's very evocative of a science fair volcano project. Is it yeah. Not? Yeah. Because nobody ever had like gobs of magma shooting up in the air out of the top of a volcano. It would just bubble over the side and run down mm-hmm. very much 
very much what this reminded me of. It kind of reminds me of that uh, genetic virus that the Imperials made, too. What? Why? Just because it's not... That's interesting, but yeah, why? Because it's almost... Because it's not... I, I didn't picture it as, like, flowing as more as, like, floating like a fog, like a mist, almost. Uh, That's how I pictured it in my head. Like, it's foamy, but it's... But, like, fog. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. That's where I... I th- no, that makes more sense based on what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a few Jedi died during this uh, science fair classic. Yes. And in the harrowing escape, where people forget to cool the air that they're breathing in before they do it, and then they just drop dead. Yeah, it like melts their insides. Yeah, that's bad. And Luke yeah. goes, oh, I have a moment to feel bad for you, and then I gotta go. Yeah. Because it's a very dangerous escape. And in this escape, he remembers, oh, yeah, there's kids down in those lava tubes. <laughs> Whoops. Ah, my apologies to the solos. Harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who does he call to go rescue kids from bugs in a tunnel? Raynar Thull. Of who course. Else, who else would you call to go see a psychedelic mind-controlling bug? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why <laughs> during this whole sequence and with Natua down being in the, in the tunnel, yeah. they bring up multiple crazy Jedi. Yeah. Barb, Barb is there. Yakil is there. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's because the three of them were like best friends with the horn kids. Weren't they? What were they called? The unit or something? Yeah. The unit. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> call yourselves the package <laughs> called the long delivery. <laughs> All right, that's actually kind of, that's better. <laughs> Anyways, Reynard Thull, Bugs, Chapter 40. The Lava Tunnel, what? <laughs> Keeping it in. Chapter 40, The Lava Tunnels of Upexar. It's because I looked ahead to Upexar, and every time my brain cannot understand if the Z is first or the K is first. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, which one's the most awkward to say? The K first. So, yeah. Takes too much brain power to process. And guess what happens in these lava tunnels of Upexar? Vistara, shockingly, decides to sacrifice Natua Wan to the bug in order to save Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Slices her mask off. Yeah. She just... And then she has to battle her longer because she's a Falline. And she has resistance against... Saving throws that would charm you. <laughs> yeah. Because the... she has her own magical pheromone stuff going on. So she actually has to kill her with her lightsaber. Yeah, it gives her a little slash and then she Cross finally the then succumbs. She goes, ah, enough of it gets into her guts, probably. Yeah, something like that. You can't can't filter that out. I don't know. <laughs> but then the bug he get her. Yeah, he And all like, I'm sitting here, I'm just like healers. No You did the, the irredeemable thing that he'll never forgive you for. No. Yeah. I was loving this. and it, But it's awesome that she did. Yeah. As far as telling a cool story goes, it's awesome that she did that. And it's so, so reminiscent of the Jason Solo special back on Lumaya's asteroid MZX B81029 or 9er. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't go back to look up the name of the girl down there. That he murdered. At, no, I almost said Avalon. Lumaya showed him this vision of the, the, of the whatever. And then he was like, oh my god. I have to join her. 
And so he killed the young Jedi who was with them. What was her name? Yeah, I don't know. With a K? Kiki Dawson. (laughs) And then he had to erase Ben's memory. Yep. You did the you did the damn bad thing. Exactly the same thing. But she did it for a very different reason. She did it because she's in love with Ben and she chose him over this other person. Yep. That she doesn't care about. Yeah, because from what I from what I gather from this, because there was a point where Natua Wan, she just her mind just broke and she just sh- her mind shattered into a million pieces because this yep, bug was touching her. Lay there crazy. So well, because he's like feeding off of her terror and also feeding into it by putting out the terror pheromones. Yeah, pheromones. Yeah, like a like the cycle. So how close just Ben was to snapping? Like we've seen Abeloth do so many times mm-hmm. with the mind drinkers. Yep, and the. Oh, whatever she was doing to that basement full of people on that one planet. Yeah, that they're all just laying there, yeah. You know, she feeds off ecstasy. She feeds off agony. She feeds off terror. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what she is yet or why she cares about anything. Or why she wants revenge on Luke Skywalker, as she said specifically about three times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any of that. And we've got like 44 chapters left of a nine-book series. Yeah. They're gonna they gotta get to it real quick. Yeah, the next book is gonna be uh, it's gonna be on fire as I'm turning the pages. It's gonna burn me. (laughs) Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I can't believe I can, I can and can't believe that she did that. Mm -hmm. I love the way I did not. I didn't see this sacrifice situation coming. No. I just thought Natu Omwan was definitely gonna die. Because she was like, I'm so excited to be here. I'm like, you're so dead. Yeah. You shouldn't be excited because you're dead for sure. I did not see the setup of she has to immediately betray her vows to the Jedi Order and betray Ben in order to save him. Yeah. Because how could she even go on to be a Jedi if she loses him anyways? Mm -hmm. The whole thing is like really well-woven predestiny almost like the way that this came together it's luke's fault yeah (laughs) his you know his unwillingness to trust her once again for whatever reason right or wrong good or bad this time whatever the motivation is has led to an impossible situation for her she had a sophie's choice and she chose ben yeah when they were all down there in this bug and i expected her to just abandon Natua Wan, rather than purposely sacrifice? Yeah, I really didn't think forward. I just knew Natua Wan was going to die. Yeah. I'm like, you're dead. You're so Ben and Vistar aren't going to die. Put your red shirt on. You're toast. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, those two will be fine. I don't know. Like, they'll probably have to fight their way through something, and Natua Wan just won't make it. Yep. But nope. Twist. (laughs) Yeah. That, this was, this is good. This this is good. This is good. Oh, uh, obviously, by the way, note. Ben will uh, not like this. No. Cut to Ben coming out of his terror trip. Not sure if the monster he sees attacking Vistara is real. Not sure about that lightsaber wound he sees on Natua Wan's abdomen. But he knows he loves Vistara, so I'll attack that bug. Yep. And then the tunnels start collapsing. And the, bug the volcano takes above off. is erupting. Earthquakes. The bug takes off with Natua's body. Yeah. Just leaves a red smear and rubble. Yeah, getting, uh, removing the evidence. Isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. And just, he saw it though. 
Yes, he did. He saw that lightsaber wound, and that is going to be the unraveling thread of her tapestry of lies that she's going to have to weave here. She's either going to have to lie or tell him the truth, and both are going (laughs) to turn out bad. Oh, I got goosebumps right now, but that's coming in the next book. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of stuff going (laughs) down in the next book. a lot going on. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll, we won't find out about Abeloff. Maybe she'll remain a mysterious, ununderstandable thing. Because she just is. Yeah. That would kind of be dissatisfying, but also reasonable. Yep. Anyways, Vistara we're talking about here. Good God. What has she done? Ben's going to figure this out at some point. But for now, everything's collapsing. So, run for your life. Now, two is lost. We got to run. And then cue the exit came in, mm-hmm. of course. Try to go back the way you come collapses now the teenagers are trapped and you just expect them lay down and make out and die but they're magic teenagers with lightsabers so they start cutting the rocks apart and moving them with the force and eventually they find their way through yeah pretty pretty quick and pretty simple for them i mean having magic is is sure is a, a step above everybody else in the world yeah it takes them like an hour or whatever 45 minutes because there is a about a half hour yeah. There's that line in there. But they cut themselves out in no time with their rescuer awaiting on the other side, Corin Horn. What? Why is Corin Horn down here? I think Raynar Thal was just flying the ship. Oh. Well, and, I assumed everybody was in individual fighters, but that doesn't make sense because it was a rescue extraction. So, yeah. They're like drop ships. Okay. All right. And then on that ship, I'm imagining a scene where Raynar Thal starts getting out of the pilot seat. And Cornhorn puts his hand on his shoulder and he goes, you know what? Why don't you let me take care of this one? I got it. <laughs> you stay here. I'll, I'll protect these kids. I couldn't protect mine. <laughs> and also, I'm not going to subject you, just like Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. to your own trauma. I'm not going to make you go walk through your own traumatic recent past. Yeah. So Cornhorn's here, waiting on the other side. And the children are saved. But... Rip to those Jedi up there that breathed in the lava foam. And rip to Ben Stara because that shit is over. Yeah, it's not going to work out. And yes, I just gave them a Benifer name. Yes, you did. And I actually like it a lot. (laughs) I made it up only last night and Ben Stara is my jam. I I, I like it too, actually. (laughs) That's not my kind of thing, but now it is. There's no coming back from that, eh? No. No. And, And he's got that thread of something being wrong just like he had in the previous series of like ah, the fact that i can't remember this clearly makes me think something was wrong there yeah put him into detective mode exactly and he fought through the... and we seem to have forgotten for eight books that he was a detective <laughs> <laughs> but now he's got this thread of the lie i thought i saw a lightsaber wound across her belly and maybe Vistara can even claim an accident while yeah. fighting with the bug because they were so overpowered or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I can't imagine a way that the truth or a variation even of the truth comes out and the two of them still connect. Yeah. I had to. She started going crazy and attacking me. There was no other choice, maybe. But at the same time, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. She, <laughs> that was really well written, and I just did not see that coming. Yeah, I hate it Maybe and love why, it. You know what? That's such a stupid bias. Whoops, I'm touching the microphone again. Whenever I don't see something coming, I'm like, that's well written. Because <laughs> you tricked yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
Even if you didn't trick me, it's still good. All right, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid measuring stick. <laughs> but it's extra impressive because I always feel like I figured things out. But yeah. this time, Luke Skywalker sent the teenagers down in the tunnel with a former crazy. I thought maybe she's gonna go crazy. <gasps> There's your alibi. Mm-hmm. She turned on me. But what about the other, the other crazies that are on the planet? Although it's the psycho it, bug. Did it exactly? Yeah, exactly. I think I just washed her hands pretty all right. If she goes with that alibi, call me, lawyer, one eight hundred defense now. But if she's <laughs> headed towards the light, the guilt might eat oh, at yeah. her too. It's going to be an impossible thing now, right? Yeah. She has completely self sabotaged herself. Wow, that was a <laughs> massive sentence. She has completely sabotaged herself in her goal to become a Jedi and reimagine her life. Mm-hmm. Because that, that, that can't happen now. Last person that secretly murdered people in tunnels, Jason Solo, his aunt, and someone else I can't remember, didn't work out for him. Yep. This is a page right out of the Jason Solo playbook. We have rules about this guy now. Okay? <laughs> she, oh my God, she doesn't know the new tenant. Ah, the new tenant is. is you can't do bad things even for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Like saving your boyfriend. All she's got to do is wipe his memory now. But will the 100 Jedi and three of our main characters survive who pecks are? Find out next week with only three chapters to go in book eight of Fate of the Jedi Ascension. We'll finish up chapters 41 through 43. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. No, Ben Stara, no! No. No. I like them. Yeah. This poor kid. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.